KMTT, Kimitzion Tetzei Torah. You're listening to the Erev Shabbat program. Erev Shabbat Kodesh, Vav Tevet, Parashat Vayigash. The Erev Shabbat program is Leilui Nishmat Shlomo Yosef Ben Chaim Shmuel. All right, you'll all forgive me. Uh, it's been a week with a cold. Um, so it's a little bit hard for me to speak, a lot hard for me to speak at length in any case. Um, I wanted to give a brief Arab Shabbat program nonetheless with regard to everything that's happening in the country now. I think it's uh, the correct thing to do to relate, to th- think about what's going on, uh, not ignore it, and this is the pro- correct uh, program on KMTT for addressing that. Uh, we can, we should continue learning Torah and whoever's doing Dafyomi, Dafyomi, and whoever's doing Parsha Shavua, Parsha Shavua. But we should also take time to relate to what's going on uh, in Eretz Yisrael um, from a Torah perspective as well, and not just uh, from a news perspective. And, <coughs> of course, that means we should uh, be praying uh, for the Chayalim, for the citizens of the State of Israel, who uh, the number of people who are in danger from the rockets in the south of the country have grown vastly uh, over the last uh, week or so. It hasn't grown in the last week or so, but uh, but we've been aware. We've come across now rockets with much greater ranges, and there's a lot of citizens whose lives are in havoc and danger, and uh, we must pray for their safety as well. Um. the the idea of war comes up in a Chazali sort of way in the Parsha right at the beginning of the Parsha and Rashi gives a very militant Parshanut uh, to Yehuda statement to Yosef that he's ready to to do war with Yosef over Binyamin, he's speaking in a very harsh tone and a very di- saying very difficult things that could anger Yosef. Um, when reading the the continuation of Yehuda's word, it's less convincing. He seems to be making a real appeal, a real begging, if you will, to let Binyamin go in his stead. Nonetheless, uh, this idea of Yehuda facing off against Yosef in the first pasuk with the words like Yidaber, that Chazal often try to connect the word Dibur to something harsh. Val yichar and don't be angry at me. Uh, which means that he's saying something that might anger him. Um, yeah, again, I question whether that's the pshat. Uh, also, Abraham said to God when he was praying for Stom not to get angry with him. Not to get angry with him means when someone is speaking to someone who is above them, even the fact that they're allowing them to address them is already uh, a big enough chutzpah, so there's what to be angry about. You don't have any say here. Your brother stole. Go away from me. 
nonetheless, Chazal took this in this direction of war, <coughs> and it took it in the direction of war, um, of course, of this war between um, Yehuda and Yosef. And uh, recently I've been spending a lot of time reading uh, Sefer Melachim and subsequently Sefer Divrayamim. And Yehuda and Yosef are, of course, Malchut Yehuda and Malchut Yisrael, the kingdom of Yehuda in the south of the country and the kingdom of Yisrael, which uh, were once one united kingdom under Shaul and David and Shlomo. There was a time where the two kingdoms reunited. Uh, unfortunately, a minority of the history of the 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 at the time where the kingdom was united, that there was there was a kingdom. So that's the minority of the years was the kingdom united at all, and and we see that on the one hand, God apparently doesn't see unity as the be all and end all of everything. Um, we see this already at the beginning of Sefer Bereshit. Chazal strongly um, pushed this point with regard to Migdal Bavel, that though they were better than Dor Hamabul, who were all fighting against each other, and here they were united, but their unity was not taking them in a good place, and therefore they had to be taken apart, they had to be broken apart. And they were spread around the whole country, and their languages were all confused, so they lacked the ability to communicate with each other. Unity at all costs is not is not the correct thing, and therefore God takes things apart. Similarly, when we come to Shlomo Melech, so Shlomo had a united kingdom, but apparently the seeds of dissension were already created in Shlomo Melech's time, because apparently, as we see to, from the reaction of the northern kingdom to Rechavam, that they were felt overworked and overburdened by Shlomo's demands on them for work, for labor. And when Rechavam was not willing to lighten the load, and in fact he said that he's going to increase the load, so they were very, very willing to break away from this united kingdom. Everything is great. They broke away right on the spot and made their own kingdom under Yerovam. And so to continued. To, the, to there to be two kingdoms from that point on, from the death of Shlomo until the end of the Bait Rishon period, there was one kingdom for all essential purposes. But, all that being said, we understand that unity is something that we strive for in the long in the long term. In other words, at times breaking up a unity is necessary when the unity is bad, when the unity is based on leaning towards Avodah Zarah, as perhaps existed in the time of Shlomo Melech, if the unity exists upon one part of the unity being stronger over the other hand and the other hand being serving to the other side and this is not a healthy unity unity has to be a one of equality and so therefore god decided that it was this unity was not worthwhile keeping together and he broke it up but unity is what we strive for and 
the meeting of Yehuda and Yosef in the Torah, in the Parshat of Shavua, leads us to the Haftarah as well. And the Haftarah talks about the following, ben Adam. It's a Haftarah from Yechezkel, the prophet Ezekiel. Take one tree branch and write upon it Yehuda and all the all that relate to Yehuda and write it take another stick, another tree branch and write Yosef and uh, a branch of Ephraim and all those that relate to him. And bring them closer one to the other, and they should become one in your hands. So what is the meaning of this? Clearly the, the meaning of this is unity between Yehuda and Yosef, becoming to one. And the, and, the, and the Prophet goes on to describe that while they will become one, and there will be one ro'eh, one shepherd, shepherding them all, but they'll be able to exist together and be, be one. And within the context of... Kibbutz Galuyot and coming back to God and not worshipping Avodah Zarah and being pure and keeping the laws of the Torah and keeping the commandments there is room for unity and that's the correct stance to be in <clears throat> within this context I think uh, in Israel today we feel and certainly during election times we feel the disunity as a very strong force and and not only do we feel it as a strong force but we feel it as justified everyone believing in their ideology as the correct ideology they believe that they cannot be one with the other groups because the other groups are not correct and there's no reason to be one with them if the other group is not correct and the disunity is a disunity lishma. It's the correct thing to do. It's what God wants. On the other hand, when we come to face a period of war, a period where citizens are under rocket attack, soldiers are endangering their lives, um, whether in the Air Force or whether in other units of the army, there is a natural tendency to feel at one with the other, try to help out the other, and Bemet in Israel, um, different communities are helping out host families from the south, host children from the south, host educational institutions from the south, hold hosting smachot from people from the south, and this feeling of, at the end of the day, with all the disunity that exists, the people down south are our brothers, we have to take care of them, and we have to be there with them. And unfortunately at times it is our enemies that help us realize our feeling of unity. But we have to strive 
for unity per se as well. In other words, yes, there can be problems with unity, and unity at, at all costs is not acceptable, but often our main problem is our inability to get along with each other. And in which case, we have to learn how to put that aside and learn to coexist with each other, learn to face the outside world together, shoulder to shoulder, and show a united front. And I believe in these circumstances, unity per se is a good thing, and God values our unity and will help us in the face of our unity. Being unified doesn't put away all the differences. It doesn't mean that everything that everybody else does we accept and we think is okay. It just means that being here in Eretz Israel together, we share a unified fate. We all live here. And we all must coexist here together. And we all want what's best for the country, even if we disagree on what are the best ways to go about doing this. And I think in the spirit of the parasha and the haftarah, the unity of Bet Yosef and Bet Yehuda, we too, in these times, should be able to find it within ourselves to be unified, to help the other to care about the other, and to, despite all our differences, be one with the people of Israel in their time of war. As I said at the beginning, our prayers are with the soldiers and the citizens of the state of Israel whose lives are in turmoil and danger right now. So with this message of unity, let's hope uh, for the best outcome. Uh, Shabbat Shalom.